0: This is Legacy Battle. Make sure you hit subscribe on whatever you're listening to this on right now. YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Safari, Apple, iTunes. We're on it all. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'm Michael Adams, creator of Legacy Battle. My panelists tonight from the Gear Down Battle Zone, Brian King. From the Sunshine State Sports Jabber, Bradley Walker. And Ball State athlete, Paul Havicott. Our special guest tonight. He's a 15-year NHL left winger, played with the Bruins, North Stars, Whalers, and most notably the Philadelphia Flyers. See that picture behind me? He was part of the greatest hockey team ever assembled, in my opinion at least, probably most people's opinion, that 1987 uh, Canada Cup team. Just outstanding talent on that. He's a member of the NHL 1,000-point club, and he holds six NHL records and even more Philadelphia Flyers records, like tons of them. So five-time NHL All-Star, Brian Prop. Brian, thank you for joining us tonight.
2: Yeah, guffaw. How's everyone doing?
3: <laughs> Good. How are
0: Brian,
3: you? <laughs> so tonight, one of my questions I was going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's
0: debate is going to be the top five offensive Philadelphia Flyers players. We're going to keep it to the forwards tonight. And we're going to jump right into this. Afterwards, we'll have some questions for Brian about his career. And we're going to start
3: with Eric Lindros. Okay, Eric Lindros, part of the Legion of Doom. He was born 228-73 and was drafted first round by Quebec. Eric ended up playing 760 games in the NHL with a career spanning from 92 to 07, mostly for Philly from 92 to 2000. He scored 372 goals with 493 assists for 865 total points, 46 uh, game-winning goals. Just under 1,400 penalty minutes for his career. Eric was a six-time All-Star. Uh, for four seasons, he was in the top 10 scoring for goals. And in 2016, Eric was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. In 2017, he was named one of the 100 greatest NHL players in history. Jersey number 88 was retired by the Flyers in 2018. He's got some records. Fourth fastest player in the NHL to history to score 300 points. Fourth Uh, fastest player in NHL history to score 400 points, Uh, fifth fastest for 500, sixth for 600. I think Eric being part of one of the greatest lines ever and being just all the hype surrounding him. I know his career, he suffered a lot of injuries and concussions, but I think he's definitely a member of an all-time greatest Flyers uh, uh, team. So Paul mentioned the concussions and gave us some
0: really good stats there for Lindros, and we're only concerning ourselves with Flyer stats tonight, as this is a Flyer's greatest show. So Brian, let me ask you: He is a Hall of Famer. I I believe he belongs in there. The the concussions definitely slowed his production down. If he doesn't have those issues, is he maybe mentioned in those all-time greats? In your opinion?
2: Yeah, I think so because uh, he was such of a powerful player like he was so he was like six five and about 240 pounds and uh, all muscle and he could uh, hit people he could control the game but you know he also played with Leclerc and with Ronberg so the, the, it was what a line that was because it was really tough for them to stop them because they're all big and strong and uh, then I think when uh, Eric got started with the Flyers like he hit the ball, hit hit a lot of times, and he kind of set the, the, the pace for letting people know in Philadelphia that uh, they're not afraid of him. Uh, but he was, uh, you know, he's tough to play against. I mean, uh, you know, I, I played against him when I was in Hartford, and all I had to do was just, I had to just slow him down a little bit, you know, because he like hit like a truck, and he could skate hard. And uh, But, uh, yeah, he, he was pretty amazing
0: i believe and brian uh bk we're gonna we call him brian king bk tonight sorry about that bk real quick i mean just we talked about the legion of doom show on our lines of the 90s with kevin stevens i mean just a quick thought on on that line and hold
1: i mean what you know what jumps out at me was just the physicality i mean just the size mean, you're with lindros you're talking about like a power forward type just you know he's gonna he's just gonna go in there and he's gonna run you over. And and that you know that was just so hard to stop, uh, especially during that time period when guys weren't quite as big as they are now, you know. So,
0: so let's move on next to another line that Lindros was part of, the Crazy Eight lines. And that's going to be the Wrecking Ball, Mark Recchi.
4: Mark Reckie, uh played in nearly seventeen hundred games, uh, had nine hundred fifty-six points, uh, thirty-two game-winning goals, had two hundred power-play points. Uh, a went into the hall of fame in 2017 was always in top six forward. Um, part of the 2004 Eastern conference final team that lost to the lightning in the Eastern conference finals, but took them to seven games to do that. Uh, and a recce, uh, played with most of his career with the Flyers, but he also played with the crosstown rival Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm sure that didn't rub the Flyers fans too well with, when you're playing with the rival team from Pittsburgh, but, uh, yeah, he great career. Uh, again, he's a Hall of Famer, so great
0: career for him. So the crazy eight line, Brian. It was right before the Legion of Doom. They traded Recky out, which brought in Leclaire. I mean, could you maybe compare those two lines just a little bit, like the difference in styles for us?
2: Yeah, so like uh, with uh, with Leclaire on the line, like he, he was a, a score a scorer, and uh, like he he scored fifty times, uh, four four straight times, and then. And then uh, Recky was was a, was a great player. Like uh, I, I admire him. I, I kind of m- m- modeled my 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 career from him because he was uh, consistent. He p- could play forward and back and and ch- check and uh, take care of other people. But he his passing was great. He could uh, s- score goals too. So that's you know that's that's what you need. Uh, When when it comes down to the playoffs, you need a player that uh, can play all round, all 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 times uh, that you can. uh, But you, but most of all, I think it's really important to know when the playoffs are in. You have to score uh, and be a leader with that, and not not just be an assist man. Uh, You know, there's lots of people that have assists, but it's really difficult to, to score in the playoffs. And but he uh, he I think he has a record for the flyers of in point paints like a, what do you 123 or something like that. Uh, but uh, I really admire him because uh, I kind of modeled my my career from him of just being consistent, working hard, and all the things that he did uh, that that really really uh, made him uh, admire him.
0: So let's move on to another player who played with Lindros, and that was John LeClair. I got LeClair tonight. So he also was part of the crosstown rivals, Pittsburgh Penguins, there at the end of his career, but he is definitely most noted for his time with Philadelphia. Um, he's been on this show, so check it out in the archives, John LeClair. <laughs> Member of the Legion of Doom, 10 seasons with the Flyers. So as a flyer, and this is only as a flyer, he's a five time All Star, first team All NHL. Uh, two times, and second team All-NHL three times. Two-time plus-minus award winner. So, I mean, a lot of people, you think LeClaire, you think offense, but he led the league in plus-minus two times. So that's a very impressive stat. That's something that comes up on the show in a lot of our hockey debates. So um, he's a two-time Bobby Clark Trophy award winner and the Pelé Lindbergh Memorial Trophy is won as well once. So he's got the Flyers hardware as well. Uh, Fifth in Flyers history in goals with 333. So I'm trying to get him on top five tonight. He's fifth in goals. He's fourth highest um, in the plus minus with the players we're discussing tonight. And he's fourth in power play goals and number one in Flyers history with 61 game winners. That is uh, six above our special guest tonight, Brian Propp. So kudos to that, uh, picking up the number one spot on that for LeClaire. Three straight 50-goal seasons, um, and that's no easy task when he was doing that in the mid-'90s where the, the Devils and the Panthers and the Sabres and the Trap was just taking over the NHL. So that, that's an impressive number in that time period. Um, you know, he helped lead them to that 96-97 uh, Stanley Cup Finals against Detroit. Um, this was a guy who's a great player, crashed the net, had to fight for every goal that he got. Uh, I, I love the way that he played the game, like straight-up power forward symbolizes, really, in my opinion, what it means to, to be a flyer if we're going all the way back to, like, the, the, the 70s Broad Street Bullies and all that stuff. So uh, he really fit that category uh, as part of that Legion of Doom line. So with uh, Brian, with Lindros, or, or with Leclerc, he's the only player from that Legion of Doom to really stick around uh, for a really long period of time. Renberg got shipped out to Tampa Bay. And of course, uh, you know, Lindros had the injuries and he moved on. So what are your thoughts on Leclerc? I mean, is he maybe the best sniper we're talking about tonight?
2: Well, he he was one of the best because he played with Lindros and Rundberg, you know, like, like each of them were like like between 220 and two, 230 po- pounds, and and but they were physical, and the, how could you stop them? And you have a player maker like uh, Lindros that sets up uh, in front of the net. You know that he, uh, he he got lots of rebounds, and he in front of the net, and but he had a hard shot shot shot, which was uh, you know he's hard to stop with that. And I think you know that uh, you know at when you play with a player like that, you know, he scored 50 goals. Uh, That's, 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 that's pretty good, but it made a difference having a Lindros playing with him. Uh, But uh, he was consistent too, hard to play against, uh, it wasn't as as good defensively, but it didn't have to be because they were always in in the in the uh, their own end. Uh, but uh, you, and then like as you said, like with the the power play goals, that's where you score be, because you you get in front of the net, and that's you that's how you you make your your living just by being in front of the net. Like like Tim Kerr was uh, unbelievable on the power play too. And uh, But uh, I think that uh, LeClaire is such a good guy, too. Like, you know, I, I, I see him all the time. I've done a couple of celebrity hockey events with him. He's just really good with the people. He knows why they're there for the charities. And he gives back and he responds really fast. You know, a lot of these people don't have to respond all that time. But he's always quick to answer me every time I text him. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, them both on November 15th at our Hall of Fame uh, hockey event uh, at the Wells Fargo Center in a couple of weeks.
0: Well, you mentioned Tim Kerr, so let's move on to Tim Kerr.
2: All right, well, I'm going gonna,
1: I'm gonna to see your here, LeClaire, and raise you a Tim Kerr because I think he is the best sniper that we're talking about tonight. Uh, he spent 11 seasons with the Flyers at the right wing from 1980 to uh, 1991, uh Kerr was a kind of a quiet stoic guy uh you know he didn't celebrate the goals much um you know he just went about his business you know as one of the best power play snipers that really the game's ever seen um he was six foot three 225 pounds uh he seemed like an immovable object once he set up in the slot there's multiple guys have said that uh Brian Trottier being one of them um you know once he was there he just he did great things I mean he led the NHL with 21 power play goals in 84 85 26 power play goals in 86 87 and in 85 86 he scored 34 power play goals which is still a single season nhl record uh over his career with philly he made five all-star teams he won the masterson award and he owns over 20 flyers franchise records Uh, He's also still top 10 in NHL history for average goals per game. Uh, Kerr was able to achieve all of this really despite dealing with just a slew of injuries. I mean, he had and and personal tragedies, uh, which cost him a lot of time. So he had uh, he had knee issues. He had a a broken leg at one point. He had a meningitis. He had uh, he had several operations on his shoulder. And, and sadly, his also his wife died suddenly after giving birth uh, at one point during his career. So uh, Tim Kerr's kind of what might have been, but he's also, I think he did enough to make it into the top five tonight.
0: Most 50-goal seasons as a flyer. Very impressive. Uh, he did play in the, the wide open 80s for a large chunk of that, so that, that definitely helps out. Brian, I know you played with Tim for many years what are your thoughts on him? I mean, he seems to be like the guy that I'm, I'm looking at the list we're going tonight. He seems to be like the name that flies under the radar.
2: and It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think in the eighties, like we, we, we played so well and uh, as a team and uh, like we, but uh you know, had Mark Howe and, and Brad McCrimmon that were two of the best and uh, plus one and plus and plus minus every year. And uh, but I was a consistent player too. But I, you know, and uh, you know, we he helped set set him up. Uh, like, uh, you, but the thing about Tim is that he was a, a great scorer. Like a lot of people don't know. Like he was in front of the net, but he he picked the 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 places the, the times that he could move around in the slot. And he got the shot away really fast. He was very accurate with it. He had scored a lot of goals in the in the five hole, and because uh, he because he had a really fast shot. And I think that the difference between Leclaire and Tim Kerr was that Leclaire was more in front of the net most of the time. Uh, Tim moved around here and there, and that's why they both scored fifty a a, a year. And uh, but you know we had good players like uh, you know I, I got lots of assists and, and uh, he beat me to a lot of rebounds because he was so fast in front of the net. Otherwise, I could have maybe scored more too. But uh, you know I he I love uh, what he's done for the uh, community community because he he has a, he does some um, charity work in Avalon in New Jersey and he does uh, his two sons work in real estate, uh, in Avalon and Stone Harbor. I've known, know, his two, two boys and, um, and it's just, uh, but he, he was just, uh, he, like you said, he was quiet. Like, I know that's why I started the guffaw because he was so quiet and he scored all the time, but I, I want to do something that was a little more exciting. And so I started, uh, when I did the guffaw in the center ice from, from Howie Mandel, you know, that, then it was a little more exciting, but yeah, like he would just, uh, shrug it away and just go, oh, just didn't expect it. Uh, but what a great player and a, a great team male he who he was.
0: We're going to go old school on our next two players, all the way back when the Flyers won the Stanley Cup. And we're going to start with uh, Bill Barber.
3: Yeah, you stole my thunder a little bit by mentioning that. Speaking of under the radar, we're going Bill Barber here. Old school, born seven 11, We're talking about now hockey in the 70s. He's drafted seventh overall in the first round, 1972 by Philly. And he's got something here that uh, some of the other players don't have. Number one, he played his whole career with Philly, 72 to 84. And number two, he's part of two championship teams by Philly. He ended up playing 903 games, 72 to 84, like I mentioned, scored 420 goals with 463 assists for 883 total points. Low penalty minutes, 623 for his career, six all-star game appearances. Championships were 1974 and 1975, so we got back-to-backs. And he had uh, 3,246 shots on goal, 54 of them being game winners. Bill's also got some uh, extra clout with the Flyers. He's a 1990 Hockey Hall of Fame inductee and actually went on to coach the Flyers from 2000 to 2002. So if you're talking about people that are part of a championship team and, and good numbers, you might have to go old school here with Bill Barber. So spending a whole
0: career with one team, we do not see that very often in any sport today. It's really sad in my opinion. Uh, Brian Bill Barber, long long career at Philly, and as Paul said, even coached with him. I mean, what what does he mean to that franchise, and and what does what it what does it mean to a player to be able to spend his entire career with one team?
2: Well, it means a lot because, especially in the in the seventies and eighties, uh, where you played a lot longer with the other teams, you didn't make that much money, but that's why we we played with uh, so many teams and uh, those many years with the same guys. Uh, but he he got hurt at the end of his career. Otherwise, he could have he could have been way up there with the numbers. Uh, but again, it was like having a a guy like a, a Bob Clark setting up uh, Bill Barber and Re- Reggie Leach. Uh, you know, he, having those two good scorers like like Bob Clark. He, he was an assist guy. He didn't really have to score as much. But uh, Bill Barber and Reggie Leach like we're two unbelievable players with Bob Clark. Uh, uh, but he helped set them set up with uh, all the things. But uh, Bill had a really heavy shot and he knew where to shoot it. And he he was in front of the net and he had a good, good uh, shot. And he, he, he played defense. He played penalty kill, shorthanded. He played all positions. And he was really good with that. Like, that's why when I got started in, in, in 79 with the Flyers, you know, I was I was a really quiet person. I didn't say much. And I just listened and uh, tried to do what they did. And so thankfully for me, you know, to be with, with, with the Flyers for 11 years, too, it was an, good for me because uh, I, I learned from them uh, at the start. And I, you know, but I was always a hard worker, like, and uh, they all were. But they practice as much as 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 hard as as they uh, played the game. So that was that's a little different now. You see people that just take times off here and there. But uh, there you pl- uh, practice and play the same way. But but Bill was was a great guy. He 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 was so good with the fans too, and he knew how to give back. You know, and so that's why in, in Philadelphia we have such a uh, strong alumni. With uh, the teams uh, that, that have been over the years, and uh, I think that the Winter Classic in 2010 or, or 11 was uh, really special for the people that played outside against the Rangers because there was uh, five uh, generations of players, and the, just like there will be uh, on November 15th coming out uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. But but uh, you know he uh, he he knew how to stack it up, step it up when in the playoffs too because. You know they won a couple Stanley Cups. Uh, it, was, it was tough, but you know they had Bernie Pratt, but and uh, but but they they beat uh, Buffalo and then Boston, and so that was that was uh, really tough. And, and, and in those years, there were a lot less teams, so you got to know all the other people. I think that uh, the record that the, the the Flyers have is that uh, when they won the Stanley Cup, uh, all players were Canadian uh, based instead of and and. Uh, that that's not, it that won't happen anymore, but I'll never see that again.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Well, you mentioned Bobby Clark If Bobby Clark doesn't make our top five list tonight. This podcast is going to get canceled. Trust me. Let's move <laughs> on to Bobby Clark.
4: <laughs> Bobby Clark, uh, part of the broad street bullies, obviously, Brian, um, uh, knows about that. Um, uh, wait, again, just like, uh, the last player, uh, played his whole career with Philadelphia. Like you guys said, not something that happens very often anymore. Uh, the guy had only had 494 goals, 158 assists, 852 points. Um, he won the Hart Trophy three times, and two years in a row, he won 72, 73, 74, 75, 75, 76. And by the way, he was part of two Stanley Cups, back-to-back Stanley Cups for the Flyers. Uh, also, too, he also serves as a general manager from 85 to 87. No, uh, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals as, as he was a general manager from 85 to 87. Unfortunately, he was let go during the 89 season when the Flyers hit a snag. But, um, yeah, like uh, like Mike just said, I don't know why Bobby Clark would not be part of it. Basically, the heart of Philadelphia for a long time. I can't see him not making the top five.
0: Brian, is it Bobby Clark and then everyone else?
2: Yeah well because he was there for 15 years and uh, you know I played with him for 5 years at the end of my career and uh, but you know but he did everything so so well like uh, but he was, but the, the thing about it was that he was a, tr- a true leader like he, he he knew how to help people to get the best out of themselves, you know, but it helped playing uh, with uh, Reggie Leach and and Bill Barber as a line, which was which was pretty pretty amazing uh, for a lot of years, and uh, and uh, you know, had Bernie Parent, but you know his he was the heart of the team, and he, the things that he did outside of hockey with a, as a leader makes a, made a big difference, you know, because uh, a lot of people that. Uh, don't know all the things that he's done over his careers to be a true leader. And I think that you know when I was uh, young, uh, I I I lost what listened to what he did and I talked with him and and I, and I learned a lot because like as when I was young I didn't say much at all and it took me a couple of years and then and then when kind of Bob kind of uh, left and then then with Dave Poulin and myself and Tim Kerr we became leaders and so you really learn how to be a, a better leader and a and a good. Player, uh, just from all the things that they, they they teach, and but yeah, but he 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 was. The thing about him was that he could take the puck away from the defenseman and and just pass it away like really fast. He was really good with you know up. Up close, and he knew how to take the puck away from them and then set it up there. It was sort of like like you know, Gretzky uh, in the in the back of the uh, net. He he knew what where everybody was, and that's the same thing. What Bob Clark did, he knew exactly where the guys were because they played uh, together so much, but he, so that he knew that it was a left-handed shot or a right-handed shot. He knew exactly where to put the puck and uh, that really made a difference. Uh, but uh, you know he was the heart and uh, you know, and of the team and like Ed Snyder. Loved him, you know, I know that he he left uh, after 1990 when I got traded and he traded me to Boston and then then, uh, then then he he took me to Minnesota after for three years. So uh, I love him for that too, because uh, that gave me a chance to play a little bit longer too.
0: So we're going to move on to our only player who's still playing in the league tonight and that's Claude Giroux. Um, So nicknamed G. So I'm always going to call him G from here on out. I like that. Captain since 2012. So that is 10 years. That makes him the Flyers' longest reigning, uninterrupted captain. I think he needs somewhere around another 120 games just to be, like, the overall leader. Um, So 13 seasons with the Flyers to date, which is his whole career so far. Six-time All-Star. And he made the NHL second NHL team, so he's got that on his record. He's won the Bobby Clark Award five times and uh, the Gene Hart Memorial Award once. So he's got the Flyers hardware as well, just like LeClerc earlier. He was on the cover of NHL 2013 EA Sports, man. You make those covers, that that says something. Uh, As a Flyer, he is second all-time in games played. And by the time this show airs, he's going to be second in points. He's already second in assists all-time as a Flyer, so... Um, he's a very respected player around the league. Um, he was never afraid of taking it to you. I mean, he certainly would get in the face of Sidney Crosby. There was a lot of battles, Penguins Flyers there for a while. And, you know, Claude was stepping up and, and, you know, start, starting those, starting those wars that would go on between Penguins Flyers. Um, you know, Philly fans, I've, I've, I've always thought that they're a little hard on him. Um, you know, Brian might have a different take on that than what I do. Um, I just feel like he gets more respect outside of Philly than than what they give it to him in Philly. Um, and that might be, I mean, his playoff record is, you know, his captain is, is one and four. I know that 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 doesn't help his cause with, uh, you know, Philadelphia fans in general. Philly fans are always a little tougher on, on players. But Brian, I, I mean, Claude, there's there's some rumors out there right now that I've been hearing, you know, mostly coming out of Canada. Everything comes out of Canada nowadays for the rumor mill that maybe he might be getting moved to Ottawa. I mean, have you heard anything about that? And and what are your thoughts on him as a player?
2: Well, you know, I, I'm still the ambassador for the Flyers. Uh, with the last four years, we, when we still had hockey, I was an ambassador. And then this year, I'm mean, with Dave Schultz and Dave Schultz, uh, uh, every home game so I've been to uh, a lot of the games uh, and I you know kind of see what's going on and but it's but it's been really tough because uh, you know you if you're not consistent with making the playoffs as much as you you you're expected to and uh, you, there's lots of excuses for it too but uh you know like uh, they, they you know you have to be the leader of the team and then you have to figure out a way to kind of make sure that, hey, listen, uh, we, we, we need to do something a little better. So I think that the, the only thing that I'd have to say about him is that he hasn't scored uh, as much as he should. You know, he he's, he's off to a good start this year, but, uh, you know, he's not consistent. Like, he doesn't score for, you know, 10, 15 games, and, you know, you have to be a little more consistent with that. He still gets lots of ass- assists because, He's on the power play where you know he, he gets a lot of points on the power play, uh, but when it comes down to the to the playoffs, you know it just uh, the, I think the people in Philadelphia know that hey listen it uh, you, they're upset if they don't make the playoffs and and, and you, as you know now with the Flyers this coming year like they have a good chance uh, they improved their whole team and it's all about a team effort and everyone has a chance when you, you get into the playoffs, because you see the last three or four years, except for Tampa, and uh, because of because different schedules that happened last couple of years, uh, you, you get into playoffs and everybody has a chance to win. So I'm looking forward to this year because uh, I know they're on the West Coast uh, this next trip, trip. And then so we'll see how they go there. But, uh, you know, they've, uh, they, they have a good goalie heart. And uh, we've got a good uh, group of guys, a young young players, and a new defense, and so uh, I'm really excited for the team. And you know, I think uh, for Cloud, Cloud, you know, he's been here his whole career, and uh, he's 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 been a good leader, and uh, I re- I really admire him for that.
0: So let's move on to our final player tonight. It's Brian Prop.
1: All right, some guy named Brian Prop. All right, so. <laughs> 11 seasons with Philly uh, from 1979 to 1990, uh, left winger. Uh, Propp, he got after it right away in his rookie season by setting the single-season rookie record for all left wingers with 75 points. And over the decade of the 1980s, you would be hard-pressed to find a better left winger than Brian Propp. For the decade, he led – Uh, NHL left-wingers in 10 categories, including assists, plus-minus, game-winning goals, playoff goals. And he was ranked second in another 12 categories, including goals, points, shorthanded goals, and playoff plus-minus. For the Flyers franchise, uh, he also owned several uh, records as well. Uh, He came through in a big way in the clutch with a record 12 game winning goals in the 82-83 season which is the highest which was the highest total league wide uh, he made all-star teams um, eight times in a nine-year span um, and then from 79 from the 79-80 season to the 88-89 season he averaged 36 goals 47 assists 82 points 10 power play goals two shorties and six-game winners. I mean, if you can get that out of a guy every season, yeah, you're, in, you're in good shape. Um, Brian Prop's arguably the best, uh, one of the best um, left-wingers of his era and is, you know, really one of the better ones of all time. I don't really understand why he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. I certainly think that he should get another look, and uh, I certainly think he should be in tonight's top five as well.
0: So, Brian, I'm never sure, quite was sure to ask people about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when we have them on the show and they're actually represented in the show, but I mean, basically, what did it mean to you to play for the Flyers organization? I mean, clearly, it, it's you've been on a, a few teams, but this this is your team. I mean, this is who, what you're known for.
2: Yeah, well, when we first got started, uh, it was uh, there's only one league. Uh, it, 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 it moved uh, it moved it from the World Hockey Association to the NHL. So there was so there's only one one uh, league, uh, the NHL, and so. There, wasn't, there was not not too much bargaining that you could do at that. You just you took what you had. But, you know, I, did, you know, I had a strong uh, junior uh, career where we didn't lose uh, that, that many. Like I had good players like Brad McCormick and Ray Allison that I've known for a few years. And then, of, of course, getting uh, drafted by the Flyers with Bobby Clark and Reggie Leach and and, and Bill Barber and uh, you know Rick McLeish and you know, all those uh, good players, you know, to lead uh, to lead by example. But you know, I was always a hard worker, and I, I worked as hard as uh, Bob Clark. And in, in the, you know, I was a little skater, better skater than Clarky, but you know, he like he he doesn't like that. But uh, and uh, but other than that, you know, we had. Uh, 35 undefeated streak at the first of our career like you know the first game uh, you know I scored the game winner with I uh, played with Bob Clark and Reggie Leach and uh, played against Bill Smith and scored the game winner my first game uh, so that was a good start and then we lost nine to two in Atlanta and I was like oh my god is this what the NHL is going to be like and then uh, then we then we went on and 35 an undefeated streak but uh, Matt uh, Quinn was the coach and we had good leaders. We had good teams. It's sort of like the Flyers have uh, four solid teams now. Everyone knows their role. Uh, we had tough players. And then Pete Peters was a rookie that year too. And uh, and then Phil Meir was there. So, like, it, we just, you know, Bernie Pratt got hurt a year before. So, like, they were looking for a goalie. But uh, Pete Peters uh, was was an answer too. But, uh, you know, to get a good start like that with uh, playing with good players and not have to... Talk with with the media too much, you know. You you know, I was young and, and I didn't know much better. I, I just went out and had fun, uh, like uh, played hockey and took advantage of it. And then we went to the finals my my first year, and unfortunately we lost in in game six in overtime. Uh, otherwise it might be different. So, you know, we had, you know, we go back to game seven, we probably win in Philadelphia. Uh, but who knows? Uh, you know, but it was good just to get started there. And then uh, for 11 years, like, I was really consistent. I was in the playoffs, uh, my first 13 consistent uh, uh, playoff uh, at the start. And then, uh, but, you know, you learn from that. And then you you play with good players like uh, Mark Howe and and Brad McCrimmon and uh, Tockett and uh, Kerr and pooling and you, you name it, you know, we fit in. We had a nice mixture of young guys and and, and older, better players. So, uh, but it's all about being consistent. And, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, a lot of people will say that, hey, listen, uh, you know, I'm not in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, I think I was a really quiet player. Like the Flyers didn't pr- uh, promote us too much at that time. And uh, you, because you just played for the team and they, they didn't, didn't care about points, but as long as you kept winning. And so I know that my first uh, year, uh, it was a good uh, year for me. And then the, and the second and third year after we lost in the first round against the Rangers. Uh, so I learned at that time, hey, listen, I had to be much better when it came down to the playoffs because that's what it's all about you know, you get into the the playoffs and then you have to start performing. And, you know, so like I was really consistent from that time on, especially for the Flyers and the 80s, uh, you know, I was probably underrated uh, because uh, like I was quiet and didn't say much. But, you know, uh, the awards don't matter to me. It's just uh, me... uh, Playing with the right people that I I, I love and the coaches and and Keenan was there and uh, so uh, and a lot of these guys that I know are going to be on the next uh, the fifteenth of November uh, there'll be about fifty of those guys there too I, I I have everybody's information and I talk with them all the time and but but it's all all about playing with a team that you you. You, otherwise I'm not going to be as good as I am. Like like, Ken Linsman and Paul Holmgren were my, my line, line mates too. So without having Paul uh, Holmgren as a tough guy and, and rat, I mean, he was a, a fast player, but in set up. But, you know, so like it, it, it all works where you work together for to try to get to the Stanley Cup finals. And of course, the Islanders won four in a row and then Edmonton four in a row. You know, those years, it was really tough because you had less less teams, uh, but we were there every time. And uh, I think the people admire that because uh, I know uh, Tim Kerr was hurt a couple of those years, and then Brad McCrimmon was hurt a couple of years. You know, you had to do your best teams, uh, you know, your best players on the team that are hurt. Other than That one goal makes a difference. And so for us, uh, the Edmonton uh, players uh, were scared of us and, But they had such a powerful team in the 80s, like there's like, what are there six or seven in the Hall of Fame in their prime. And so uh, I think people here in Philadelphia admire what we've done over the years. And then, uh, you know, then after I, I, I finished with the Flyers, I went five years with some other teams and then. Then I, then I did the radio for nine years uh, for the Flyers. And then I'm the ambassador for them last uh, four or five years. And I'm on the Flyers alumni board. And, you know, I, I keep giving back. I, I've got lots of uh, charity hockey events that we set up and then uh, uh, do. But it's all about uh, doing the best thing you can for your team. And uh, thankfully for me, I had great players uh you know, helping me, uh, you know, just to, to get the stats, stats, and you know, but, but uh, you know, I love being. Uh, I for me, the plus m- minus in my career, I think that you know, over o- over a year, like I can think I'm the top ten in the NHL for plus minus in for forwards.
0: I love the plus minus stat. I mean, uh, to me, that just really tells what kind of player you're dealing with, but. So uh, before we go to our quick shout-outs of players that just missed the list tonight, if you're a Hall of Fame voter and you're watching this, put Brian Propp in. Also put in some other guys in that have been on this show, like Bernie Nichols and Andre Lacroix. These guys belong in the Hall of Fame. Put them in the Hall of Fame. So our shout-outs tonight, the guys that just missed the list, the two Ricks, uh, Rick McLeish, Rick Tockett, Rod Brindamore, and Simone Gagné. So all really great flyers. So let's move into our vote. Brian, remember, guys, you can't. Pick your own. Uh, Brian King, sorry, BK, who
1: are you taking tonight? Um, I think I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Lindros. I mean, when he got going, he was just basically unstoppable, so I'm going to go with him.
3: Okay. Paul? Um, okay. I like the old school guy, so I can't pick my own, so I'm going to go Bobby Clark. He, he's he's got to be on there.
0: Brad? John LeClair. John clear So I, I just want to say, like, we have done I, – I can't remember how many top five shows we've done for different teams. I've never seen, like, a list as close as this with, like, all eight players. Even if you just look at, like, the points that each of them had, they're all right there, like, right next to each other. It's just an insanely hard list compared to some other shows that we've done. Um, but, I mean, I'm taking Brian Prop because I believe when I look at the list – he should be in the Hall of Fame, um, so I'm I'm throwing him on there. Brian, you got a choice of the, Mark Reckey Claude Giroux, Tim Kerr, and Bill Barber. You got the hard part.
2: <laughs> well, it, it, it's it's going to be between uh, Tim Kerr and Wrecky uh, because, like, uh, you know, but I I only played with Ricky. Uh, I didn't play against him. I was just against him. But uh, I'm going to give uh, Tim Kerr because uh, he was if he didn't get hurt. You know, he we we probably both be uh, getting more points, and then we, we could have had more chances to win a couple Stanley Cup.
0: So there you got it. our top five tonight for the Philadelphia Flyers offensive players: Eric Lindros, Brian Propp, John LeClair, Tim Kerr, and Bobby Clark. Nice job, guys. Let's move into our Q and A. And it looks like Brian King, you got the win tonight with two on the list, so you got first question.
1: Okay, so um. If I understand correctly, you had not one but two hat tricks versus the uh, uh Calgary Flames goaltender. So, was there something specific that you saw from Riggin, uh, that you to, chose to exploit, or was it just coincidental or just got hot against Calgary? I mean, what was the story there? How did this happen?
2: Well, my family grew up in, in Saskatchewan in Canada, so uh. Of course, for me living in uh, in Philadelphia, and not not seeing them too many uh, times, uh, like you know, every we every every Christmas we had a trip across, and then so like I I always loved being playing in Canada because my family was there, so that might have given me a little uh, extra uh, you know umph to try to score against the Calgary, but that's the playoffs too, but uh, you know but it just. You know it just it makes it more special for me to have because i but i have two brothers and two sisters we're all 13 months apart and my parents uh so uh i think that uh every time that i uh i, I to try a little harder for my family
0: <laughs> brad good
4: uh brian I, I have an off-the-wall question you played for the Hartford Webbers for towards towards the end of your career what was it like wearing what I think might be one of the coolest hockey jerseys that bright green in hardware what was it like wearing that jersey
2: well plus they had the the, the, the sand every time you scored you went the I think the blast brass banana and so like everyone kind of knew the this, this sign uh, but yeah for me it was it was a good way to End my career because of that year was a uh, uh, Chris Pronger was a rookie and then Brad McCrimmon took him under the wing and so like uh, yeah that you know as you get older you kind of help. The younger players and uh you figure out a way how to do them but i love the logo i i still have my uh jersey from the whalers and plus i do a, a couple of alumni events from them in the summer they have a, a, an alumni thing at uh, the baseball in the summer and uh and I've, I've been to hartford a couple other times to to get back and do a couple appearances from them too but uh, i loved uh Hart, hartford
3: well Brian when I was researching you I saw a couple mentions of a statement that said that you never really played the same after the Chelios hit I I don't agree with that I know you went on to the Hartford Whalers you got your 1000 your 1000th one uh point played in your 1000th game I wanted to go to the source on that do you agree with that statement do you think that's fair or do you think that that's unfair
2: no, that's that's not fair. I mean, because uh, you know, it was '89, you know, I, I, I had lots and lots of time left, and plus, uh, like you know, I know that how Chelios hit me. Uh, he really, really knit uh, d- dirty, and I could have died from that. But I, I only missed one game, and then we, then we, then then Hextall kind of uh, was upset and then kind of went at Chelios a little bit more. But you know, I, I've known him ever since then. But you know, like. I know that at the at the start it was uh, you know, difficult after in the playoffs because I had a couple of months to heal because your brain doesn't heal and so like I, I know that I was making a, a comfort uh, to make sure that I, if if I played again that I would never be afraid you know i have to put that in my my, my mind that i was I, I was still the better player and so you know i still had the year with the flyers and then i was at boston and then with minnesota i had good years in minnesota and then uh then then, then finished with hartford uh but uh yeah yeah that's not not a fair statement for me
0: so i want to take you uh, to the 90 Minnesota North Stars, and that team, you guys finish 12 games under 500. You, you just barely make the playoffs. You take out the number one seed. You knock out the defending champion, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, you get all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, you ran into what ended up being a, a juggernaut in, in the Pittsburgh Penguins there, but I mean, tell us about that team. Like, how did you guys just, like, come together to be that far under 500, and not a prayer to being in the Stanley Cup Finals.
2: Well, it, it took a little, little time, but uh, but it, it's just sort of like what's happened now. Like if you get in the playoffs, everyone has a chance. But uh, we had a really good team, uh, Mike Madonna and Dave Gagne. Were there uh, Brian Ballers, uh, Neil uh, Broughton, and uh, Tanari, and then uh, Casey was a goalie, and and then we had uh, Bob uh, Galey was the coach, and so we we knew that we had a chance, and uh, but we had tough guys, and uh, and and when it comes down to the to the playoffs, uh, I know that we were against Chicago, and so they like like they were real cocky cocky because they were number one in the year, but I think you know. I, I I still remember like the, the first game in uh, Chicago. I scored uh, a power play goal in in overtime, and that really gave us a chance to to say, "Hey, we can beat these guys." And then when then we then we had a great power play. Like uh, look at the Islanders like in the eighties, they had good power play. So, so in in the, that year, we had I think we scored like almost. Uh, 220 uh, power play goals, uh, you know, that, that, that year. And so and, and uh, Chicago was uh, not dis- dis- disciplined so much. So that's how it helped us win because we scored a lot of power play goals. And then we went to St. Louis. They were the second best. But I think that we had a... a, a Hall was the, the scorer. But uh, what we did is we kind of checked Hall with uh, Gutine, uh, and then and then the Oilers were tough because they, they had the experience, and then we, we beat them. And then, of course, Pitzner, uh, you know, with, with Lee, uh, Lemieux kind of stacking it up the last, last couple of games, um, it made a big difference to you because at that time, like after the Canada Cup, he kind of learned how to win from the guys that we played with in '87, and so. Uh, but you know, they had a good team too, and the good goalie, and Yager and uh, Tockett, and you know, you you name it. So like, we we gave them a good good run, but uh, you know, I'm still proud of uh, you know, just getting there.
1: Brian, go ahead. Okay, um, on March twenty uh, second, nineteen ninety four. As a member of the Hartford Whalers, uh, Paul alluded to this earlier. You scored your one thousandth point. So, what was it like for you to join this elite, you know, list of players to uh, to accomplish this in NHL history?
2: Well, it was uh, it was really kind of special for me because uh, I know I was getting at the end of my career, and I and I wanted to get a thousand points, and so I was uh, sitting up at nine ninety But I was I played in Philadelphia, had a bunch of people that I knew. So I scored uh, my first goal to make it nine ninety nine, and then uh, then I scored a, another goal to get a thousand points, which was which is nice because you know like uh, you know you know I, I know that uh, Rick. Mid- middleton like missed uh, the thousand points but it doesn't really make that a difference it's just uh, how how good you are but it's kind of nice to have it on your resume that uh, you scored a thousand point and almost a, a point a game uh but you know i'm still uh i i love uh in philadelphia because there they they they, they kind of got lost in the for the playoffs and didn't help them but uh it was just special for me to score two goals in Philadelphia against uh, Lindros and his his group.
3: Paul, oh, you got last question tonight. Okay, yeah, I wanted it. Um, you you opened the show with it, the guffaw. So why don't I know it came from Howie Mendel. I did my research on it. So my question is this: We don't see a lot of personality celebration like that. Is, is there somebody out there? that has a celebration that you kind of admire because you had the guffaw. And, and can you tell us a little bit about the guffaw? What, why? Why did you incorporate that into your celebration?
2: Well, it was, uh, as we talked about before, like, like Tim Kerr, like he scored all the time, but he just like, ah, oh, oh, so what? You know, and I, I was like, I wanted a, little, wanted a little more excitement. And so like I copied uh, Howie Mandel. He went to his shows in the early 80s uh, at Atlantic City. And so I went at a couple of shows and with my friends, uh, Scott McKay and a couple other people that I knew. And so I like, wanted to do something a little different. So, but he, he, guffaw means a hearty laughter. And so, uh, you know, I, I took it. And then so I mid-80s, I, I decided I want to something different. When I score a goal, I'm going to go to center ice and do guffaw. And so like uh, Keenan was a coach. And so he said, what are you doing? Don't ever do that again. And I was like, Oh geez. And I said, well, I, I didn't listen to him because I just uh, scored again and then I took it off and then, and then I, it, it was good from there. And that thing, you know, that's why, because like, even now, like I have uh, trademarked it. uh now I have my own Gafas cigars uh, brand from the Dominican Republic. And so, uh yeah, but I talked with Howie a little bit too, because like a year ago, he was in Atlantic City, and so I got a chance to talk with him at the show. But but in the 80s, in, in, in the, the, the 90s, like with uh, I met him a bunch with the people that uh, we were at, the, at, at, at from the Flyers uh, team and had a chance to talk with them, too. But, you know, I keep in touch with them, too. And where
0: can people find those cigars? You want to get the website out?
2: Yeah, so if you want to, everything's online, but if you want to go to uh GafawCigars.com. there's 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 nice uh like i have five packs for 60 dollars and i've got my limited edition uh uh boxes of 10 and boxes of 24 and bundles of 20 25 uh there it's really reasonable and uh but if anybody wants to makes a great gift uh to like the the cigar is like a 56 by six inch and uh, the limited edition one that I started with, why 425 boxes are limited edition and are, uh, they're, they're five inch, but uh, they're, they're really quality. I didn't want something cheap. Uh, like there's a Mild, a Medium and a Medora to try from. And, uh, you know, so like the, uh, the Mild has a Connecticut wrapper and then uh, the Medium has uh, one of the best wrappers in the world and a Medora uh, was a Maduro, but it's not too strong. So I'm, I, I really have been enjoying them.
0: Well, thank you, Brian, for joining us tonight, having the Flyers on. Love it. If you're a big Flyers fan you enjoyed the show, make sure you check out LeClaire in the archives, Ken Reggett's in the archives, Dan Quinn's in the archives. they all been on the Flyers. Everybody, make sure you hit subscribe, whatever you're listening on, and have a great night, everybody. Thank you again, Brian. Thank,
4: thank you.